Welcome back to Conversations for the Good. Hello, Dr. Jane. Good morning, Anna. How are you today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing just fine, thanks. It's always good to be together. It certainly is. Well, we're continuing to explore how the call of the hero within us invites us to sometimes travel in uncharted territory, which is the path of honor, integrity, compassion, and leads us to our best and highest selves. I've been experiencing some unexpected circumstances in my life. Well, I hope you're willing to share these experiences, Anna. You know, when we're blindsided by life's curveballs, you know, anything like um, unwelcome news, illness, a serious diagnosis, it can certainly put us into a tailspin. You know, what, what challenges has your life offered you? Well, I definitely have been faced with a, a, a few, but most recent, I, I contracted COVID a few weeks ago, you know, and I'm sure there are listeners who can identify with my experience. You know, first it's that shock, obviously, that initial shock is terrible. And, and that's the first, you know, order of things. And then I had been traveling with my family, assisting our son in a relocation process, and as always, I thought I was being diligent about safety precautions, but I was hit. And believe me, I was hit pretty hard. You know, I had the fever, body ache, fatigue, every symptom mentioned in all the news feeds. And then the fear, like, oh my gosh, you know, that monster finally got me. Wow, Anna, you know, what a blow. You know, and, and I think about it, you know, we started our conversations two years ago targeting the dilemmas that we found ourselves in. You know, as you said, the, the monster, the boogeyman virus lurking out there somewhere and the massive changes most of us experienced, you know, sheltering, distancing, and working from home along with all that fear and anxiety, uncertainty, gosh, out of the misinformation that we had, you know, terrifying news feeds, you know, on and on and on. So after two years of avoiding the virus, it sounds like you were nailed. I have to believe that the reality must have felt like your world was falling apart and the symptoms sound overwhelming. Well, it was pretty awful, I have to say, you know, and I am, and I'm a, I'm a positive person, <laughs> but the only thing that wasn't altered was, you know, that negative thinking that all of a sudden appears when you're not feeling well, you know, if anything, it may have been worse than usual. Um, just what I needed, right? <laughs> oh, gosh. Gosh, you know, but, but it doesn't surprise me, you know, when our physical health takes a major hit, we no longer feel safe. You know, life feels increasingly dangerous with fear and uncertainty on the rise. You know, the, that question of how am I going to get through this? Yes. And I tell you what, the guilt is horrendous. You know, how could this happen to me? Who's going to look out after my, my poor aging mother, you know, that I take care of, you know, keep, keep up with the responsibilities at work. Will this disrupt my spouse's job or work responsibilities? You know, how will the people who count on me manage without me? You know, the list goes on and on. Oh, it sure does. You know, and when you start inventorying the impact of your illness and your absence, you know, um, in all the different environments you function in on a daily basis, well, I mean, the reality of, of impact takes on a whole new meaning. You know, so our sense of, of compromise safety is then extended onto others, you know, and and then there begins that 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 thinking of, oh my gosh, this will be a hardship for them. How will they be able to manage? 
you know, they'll be overwhelmed or upset with me. You know, how will I ever catch up? And this brand of thinking triggers that primitive survival mechanism, the fight, flight, freeze, and really intensifies our sense of danger and vulnerability. You know, something bad is happening and I can't stop it. I can't, I can't control it, you know, and, and we may be trying to process what's happening, yet the cortisol, because of the stress, you know, is being released in our body system. And that causes an increase in heart rate and muscle tension. So we may feel really engulfed in negativity, you know, feeling defeated or disappointed, sometimes helpless and hopeless, you know, which can even be more immobilizing. Well, yes, you know, and the disappointment was major. And, you know, what did I do wrong that this happened to me? You know, I've, I've been so careful, so determined to avoid the virus. And then then self, you know, recrimination, like I really messed up and others will suffer. You know, what did I overlook? How could I make a mistake and had such far reaching effects? These are questions that were hard to release, Dr. J. You know, but Anna, these are common reactions and the feelings don't necessarily go away even as we feel better. You know, as, as we've talked about in previous conversations, you know, the brain has a way of stockpiling our disappointments and sad situations, hurt feelings, gosh, guilt, scary circumstances, you know, and these emotions are tagged to memories and filed in the hippocampus. You know, that's, that's that little part of the, the midbrain. You know, in any new situation, that we experience, you know, with any kind of similar emotional content opens up the Pandora's box in the hippocampus and we're flooded with the content of our present reactivity and then the past reactivity as well. So when I think about the last two years and the horror stories on it, you know, I have to believe that the impact of this accumulation of panic, fear, devastation must have played into your experience. Oh, I, I'm sure it did, you know, and yet those few first horrible days when the symptoms were intense, you know, holding on was all that I could do as the virus did its its thing. And believe me, it wasn't fun. You know, uh, there was no time to consider anything else, dealing with the pain, you know, kind of, a, you feel kind of panicked and the fear that goes along with it. These emotions were driving the bus. And there was another awareness that I was present from the start that was present to me from the start. And it was like a deep knowing that I was totally alone in this experience. It was accompanied by sadness. Um, that's not to say that others weren't concerned or that loved ones didn't care. I was aware of others concern for me, yet my sense of aloneness was very distinct and undeniably so. I, I can still feel it actually. Anna, this is interesting. Can can you describe what the aloneness feels like now? I mean, let's just take a minute and see if you can access it because it's important that you feel it rather than just thinking about it. So we're not going to do a thinking exercise, but just take a couple nice, easy breaths. And with your breath, just let yourself feel your body sensing into your feet on the floor. We've done this before. You know, notice how the chair is contacting you, holding you. And just be very present with where you are right now, you know, and, and notice if you're able to feel that aloneness, see if that, that, that rises up in you. Yeah, that's really interesting, Dr. Jane. I am able to feel it. And it's not like I forget that I have wonderful people in my life. I, I know that. 
And yet this feels like a certainty that I'm alone in my experience. You know, I would say not lonely, just alone, you know, like no one else can know what I must do or how I'm supposed to do it. It doesn't matter if I'm up against fear or my inner critic or judge. I, I'm just alone. And the more I just let myself be with the feeling, the more it feels true. I think that realization is part of the sadness I feel sometimes. And it's knowing that there's a path that's right for me and only me. Not sure what that means exactly, but somehow I trust it. Well, and the good. The reason I'm inquiring is that so often in the midst of a powerful experience, we find ourselves in an unexpected transition that heightens our awareness and our feelings and really catapults us into, are you ready for this, Anna? I mean, the hero's journey. I mean, the call within us. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't like the feeling and wanted to push it away. Wouldn't that be an unexpected gift from my scary dance with COVID? (laughs) Dr. Jane, can you tell me a little bit more about this? Yes. Well, you know, as we've said before, the call shows up in unexpected ways and in circumstances in which oftentimes we're pushed to a limit or pressed beyond expectations or usual boundaries. You know, and I'd say that description fits your experience with COVID. Well, it sure does. Well, so it's important to be aware of our experiences, you know, because there there can be in the subtleness, you know, a call which could be overlooked or minimized. Well, I have to say in uncertainty that uncertainty that, you know, could have been lost on me, you know, it could certainly have been lost on me, excuse me. Um, You know, the physical experience was incredibly overwhelming. And yes, the feelings of aloneness and sadness were subtle, but yet, you know, as I said, very distinct. Yes. You know, and you also need to give yourself credit on it. You've been open to practicing mindful awareness for quite a stretch now, you know, and the payoff is the shift in your ability to recognize the more subtle processes within your personal human experience. Oh my goodness. Yes. Thank, thank goodness for my practices. It helped so much. And I was able to notice the aloneness and the sadness. It truly caught my attention, but I'm not clear what they mean. Well, you know, we don't often have immediate clarity, you know, and that's why it's so important to kind of bookmark the experience and revisit it, you know, sometimes regularly because Every time we do, there's a chance that more will be revealed. Well, let's talk about how we can revisit these kinds of experiences. Sure, Anna. You know, I call it sacred inquiry. It's where we're inviting and investigating experiences um, that have surfaced for us. We're investigating it in a non-conceptual way. And this is an important piece. You know, we're not thinking about it or trying to define it. We're not jumping to interpretations or conclusions. We're opening ourselves to another way of knowing, opening to a felt sense, a language of wisdom and intuition. So do we start like you just did with me? I mean, start by breathing and noticing the sensations of our body? Well, exactly, Anna. You know, we're entering the inquiry 
into our feelings by accessing, uh, accessing the, the vessel of awareness, which is our body, our physical and sensory selves. And, and we might ask ourselves, so, you know, what's up with the aloneness? What's up with the sadness? Just being open. And when I ask myself that, well, memories arise, you know, a threat of being afraid, a threat of sadness, loss, not wanting to be alone. And yet there's a different feeling to this aloneness. If I stay with it, it doesn't feel like an unwanted quality. It's more like a recognition of of this is the way that it is. You know, I'm in it. There's a strength in it or maybe a determination. Well, Anna, it sounds like um, to recognize your aloneness validates a capacity within you in some way. Kind of like knowing that there's a job to be done or a task to be accomplished and knowing that you alone must do it. You alone are capable of doing it and completing it. It's interesting that the more I feel into it, you know, the less negative it seems to me. It's so different than I thought it would be. Well, Anna, that's amazing. I mean, it really is, you know, uh, and I've discovered about inquiry that, that it's, it defies our, defies our logic and reasoning. You know, this kind of sacred inquiry sometimes plays out. It's almost like dream interpretation, you know, uncovering unconscious material that helps us see life and ourselves more clearly, you know, in any case, um, it's part of the inward journey that's meant to validate and reinforce that call to our best and highest selves. So my COVID experience could be seen as a call to the hero's journey, or I suppose since I've been seeking my best and highest self, it could be one of the many challenges that tests my grit and determination. You know, the hero's phase of test and realizing how our allies and enemies yeah, and how they can help you. It's also the flavor of that phase that uh, Joseph Campbell talks about, the innermost cave, you know, when he's describing this, this um, monomyth, you know, the phase where we find ourselves in circumstances where we have to persevere, you know, where we find ourselves facing fear, guilt, shame, you know, and, and are really put, put in a position to test our newfound tools and and skills and inner strength to dissolve the barriers, you know, kind of shoring up our defenses so that we can meet all the challenges head on. I suppose uh, on some level, I refuse to be defeated by COVID. You know, I just refused. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and somehow life will never be the same. I'm not saying that I know how that will play out, but it feels like that. Well, and this sounds like that part of the myth where you have returned to ordinary life, you know, life as you know it, and everything is just the same as you left it, except you. Well, funny you should mention it. You know, many interesting challenges have risen. And now that I'm about it, you know, I'm definitely positioned to respond differently. Others have mixed reactions to this new change in me, I think, you know, I'm very determined to live from the best version of myself, which means that I must change some behaviors and stand my ground, not in a mean or imposing way, but holding myself and my worth and value as equally important as that of others. You know, 
this is an amazing awareness for me, Dr. Jane. Well, and I, I applaud you. You know, any and all life experiences play into this quest to be our best and highest selves. You know, the key is to continue to practice mindful awareness so that we can pick up on these subtleties as they occur and inquire into them, inquire into ourselves, you know, being able to to ask myself, what's up with me today? You know, and listen, listen to what shows up with curiosity and kindness, compassion. You know, there's no right or wrong answer. You know, it's really about letting our wisdom and intuition be our guide. Well, I'm wondering what else will show up for me, you know, on, on this part of my journey. Well, Anna, one of the challenges that often shows up just as we're basking in the glory of our accomplishments, it's called, remember that resurrection phase. Oh my, that's right. Yeah, that's where forgotten issues, unfinished business show up. That's right. You know, or maybe your shadow self, that disowned part of us that we find kind of despicable and we project it onto others. Well, as my mother used to say, Isn't that when you're pointing your finger at someone else and there's three fingers pointing back at you? Oh, she's, she was on it. (laughs) Truly. Yes. This is the phase um, that, that, that can be treated, you know, like an opportunity, you know, it's, it's the way that we can polish the diamond that we are. If we're willing to really drop into it, we continue to unpack our conditioning, you know, our history, our, self-limiting beliefs, you know, which require really um, us to do this with self-compassion and humility, because sometimes this can be a load, a negative load that we're facing. You know, being the best version of ourselves really is not a destination. You know, it's, I think of it as our life work, Anna, you know, work that, that requires devotion and, and humility and daily commitment. Oh, it certainly does. And so what I experienced with COVID could translate into any physical health issue or diagnosis, you know, being blindsided, dealing with overwhelm and shock, panic that the world is falling apart, facing fears and guilt, shame, and somehow in the midst of the ordeal, being called to face challenges in new ways. And in the process of recovery, finding the willingness to live life differently. Well, and that's interesting, Anna, because I frame it as a healing experience rather than a recovery experience. And that's because recovery usually means to return to some normalcy. You know, and I think of the hero's experience as a healing experience because the word heal comes from the root that means to make whole, you know, and that sizes up the healing component of the hero's journey. You know, our quest to be whole is really that best version of ourselves. It's about realizing and living from our wholeness, our best and highest dimensions, you know, are brought to life in that wholeness. Wow. Now, Dr. Jane, where might we focus our awareness this week? Well, Anna, you know, let's return to the basic mindful, mindful um, awareness practices, you know, tuning into our immediate experiences with kindness and curiosity, you know, so starting with that, that breath and body tracking the in-breath and the out-breath, you know, noticing sensations, you know, in the body, you know, any contact that we're making with the floor, with the chair, clothing on our skin, inside the body, you know, also on the surface of the body and just kind of letting ourselves be in that sensing as we breathe. Or, you know what, there's also the body scan, 
you know, starting with the feet and working up the body, really focusing and breathing on each region of the body. Um, and we can do this, you know, in order to heighten our ability to tune into the body as the vessel of awareness, you know, to notice the subtleties and create the space to inquire into our direct experiences, you know, being able to, to ask ourselves, what's up with me today? What's really going on? Well, this sounds like the right, you know, this sounds like it's right on time, Dr. Jane, and I'm sure it will keep me and some of the listeners that have experienced similar situations tuned in to the nuances of, of my personal journey and for many of our listeners' journeys as well, you know, which continues to amaze us all. So thank you, Dr. Jane. Thank you, Anna. Until our next conversation.